0: universe is ever expanding, that consciousness is ever expanding, Then God is ever expanding, then I can be ever expanding.
1: And I know that for me, that was a big thing when I first started asking questions, like, I remember saying to a friend, what if I lose Jesus?
2: circling around to intuition by learning how nature affected my body. <laughs> like it was kind of like this roundabout
0: way. Hi friends, welcome to the prone to wonder podcast in this episode we are exploring what it means to have an expansive view of our experience here and what it means to still long for some absolutes and certainty and how to balance those two. We're so glad you're with us and let's get started. Something that's been so interesting to me, I think when you pull the the standard out from under people and you allow people to explore for themselves what is right for them, it forces people to come back into connection to their own inner compass and their own inner knowing, which can feel really uncomfortable at times to say, oh wait, I have to choose. It's almost like that idea that freedom is scarier than bondage mm. because in bondage, someone tells you where to go, tells you what to do. And even though your soul is crushed, you feel in a, in a perverted sense, you feel safe because I don't have to make any decisions. I don't have to take any responsibility. I don't have to think for myself. And so freedom can feel scarier to step out and say, well, what feels right to you? It's like, what? I don't know. I, I never, I never had permission. Maybe that's what we talk about because our whole podcast is permission to question and wonder and explore and maybe we need to talk about how that can feel really scary, how that freedom, it's like we long for it and then we're also terrified of it at the same time. And yeah, And that I is think a process.
1: I was telling um, one of our listeners, I'm just going to say it like that, that, um, which, oh my gosh, doesn't that sound so official? <laughs> I was telling one of our listeners um, that we're really not trying to define what's right and wrong, because she was saying that this brought up a lot of questions for her. And I was saying that that's literally the point. That's the whole point of this podcast is we want to give you permission to question because we're all questioning and we're asking, you know, different questions and coming up with different answers. That's the thing, you know, we want you to be able to question and you might end up exactly in the same place. You might come up back to the same beliefs, and yeah, this feels true to me and like, you know, all of those things and that's okay. But if you come full circle, you will have, um, if you come full circle, the fact that you wrestled with it and the fact that you questioned things and the fact that you, you know, worked through that will be a more stable, pure, peaceful place. You'll feel more settled in you know, uh, what was that quote, Vanessa, that we had like the first week, the whole certainty. Yeah. The opposite uh, of the opposite of faith is not doubt, but certainty. Right. So if you work through those things, like you'll actually not be, I don't think you should be afraid. Cause I think some people might be afraid of like, well, what if I come to the wrong conclusions? And I know that for me, that was a big thing. When I first started asking questions, like I remember saying to a friend, what if I lose Jesus? Like, what if I lose the foundation? What if I mess it all up? What if I get it wrong? And dealing with those fears and walking through those questions and moving through that is, has caused me to be a more like healthy whole person. I mean, I'm not saying that I, (laughs) like everything was fine. I totally ended up back where I started because I didn't, but where i am ending up or i haven't really ended anywhere but where i am on my journey feels both scary and more safe at the same time because it feels more real you know um and i think the more real things feel the more scary they are when you can't just brush off you know well this is how it is i you know his ways are higher than mine i we cannot understand that like no we can't understand but like there is so much that we can understand if we just question things, you know, and start to like work through things. I mean, even if you are holding this up against a biblical thing, which I would do want to be clear to our listeners, this is not a Christian podcast and we are not trying to decide what's biblical or not. I just want to be very, very clear on that mm-hmm. so that there's no confusion. Um, but even if you are holding it up to a biblical standard, the, every one of the great men of faith, and I'm using air quotations, I I forget you can't see me sometimes, I talk a lot with my hands, the great men of faith in the Bible or whatever, they all wrestled with God and questioned God and doubted God and doubted themselves and asked questions. So even if you're holding this to a biblical mirror, you should be asking questions. You should be wrestling with things. You should be saying like, I mean, even... Jesus himself, you know, God, why did you forsake me? Do I have to do this? Isn't there another way? Like, can you let me out of this? So even biblically, you should be asking questions. You should be wrestling with things. You should be uncertain. You should feel doubtful and worry. Like all of these things are, are good and true and honest emotions and, and part of our being, you know, it's, we are made to question. That's how science happens. That's how discovery and invention happens. Like we are made to, or whatever made that, that could be a loaded thing, but you know what I mean? We're, we are here to question and to grow and to evolve and to stretch and to see like all of those things. And so that's just, that's that
2: next. There's a quote I was looking up, trying to
0: find it. I have it saved. Yeah, it's, I think, I think it's just really important as we continue on this podcast, especially for our listeners to remember that if you're wondering, well, are they they saying then that this is the right way? The answer is always going to be no. (laughs) You are not trying to say, this is the right way now guys guys we've figured it out follow us what we're saying is if if you're gonna follow us anywhere you're gonna follow us into a big large empty space (laughs) where we are comfortable with being unsure that doesn't mean that there's no such thing as objective truth and this this is you know the three of us are probably gonna differ on this perspective that i'm about to share but I believe there is objective truth, but none of us see it objectively. It's that whole idea of the elephant and each of the blind men who are are feeling this elephant. There is an elephant, but some of us experience it as a rope if we're feeling the tail. Some of us experience it as a tree trunk if we're feeling the legs. Some of us experience it as a hose if we're feeling the trunk. And so what we're asking all of us to do is enter into the inquiry together and have the humility to listen to one another so that we can expand our experience of reality. And that's a really scary place, but I think it's a really important thing to talk about.
2: That's my favorite. That visual was the visual that gave me so much uh, peace in the beginning when I, I I feel like I needed more, I needed more certainty in the beginning than I do now. Because I if you're leaving something very certain for something that feels very ambiguous, that's like a, that's a too big of a jump. But if you're leaving something certain and you can find little certainties. So the picture that Vanessa is describing, if you haven't seen it, it's just like a little cartoon and it's a bunch of blind men touching an elephant in all different places. They're like blind wise men and it's all an elephant, but none of them can see it and they're fighting over it. And so the one in the front is going, no, this is an elephant. And the one in the back is going, no, this is an elephant. And the one in the side is going, no, this is an elephant. And each of them are feeling things that feel completely different than the other person. The shape is different. The texture is different. The way it manifests itself is different. The way it moves is different. They're all touching a giant elephant. And that's what the viewer can see because we're zoomed out from it. And when I didn't know what I believed anymore, believing that there was an elephant that we just all couldn't name was really helpful. And so that that like little graphic was like an anchor point for me. And I think you find anchor points along your journey mm-hmm. what feels yeah. um, rounding to you, you know? So like in this big... So it's like, we're in this big empty space, It's like this giant room, right? And you walk into it and our job is not to tell you where to go, it's to flick on a light so that you can realize you're not the only one in this room and this room has just millions of doors all around the perimeter. And you can choose to walk through whichever ones you want, or you could choose to stay right here and none of them are right and none of them are wrong. And it's up to you, but you're not alone in it. There's a bunch of us here. And that's kind of what the idea of this podcast is. Hey, in this space, you can ask whatever you want. You can question whatever you want. You can bring things to the table and say, well, what about this? And people aren't going to go oh, that's wrong, you you can't ask that. People are going to go, oh, hmm, okay. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, Um, and even the idea
0: of returning you back to your own inner knowing,
1: Mm -hmm. right?
0: So if, if you want to shoot us a question on Instagram in our DMs, that's totally fine. But if you're looking for us to define or give you permission to believe a certain way, You're not going to find it, at least not if I'm the one answering the DMs, because I'm always going to affirm that you know and encourage you to come back to yourself and encourage you to heal so that you can hear yourself more clearly, because that's going to be the best authority on what you should do or not do it. At least in my opinion, like I'm always going to be the one who tries to help you heal so that you can trust more deeply in your own inner knowing. And yeah. yeah,
2: that's yeah. Okay, so right I now. even like what I found this quote and I want to read it. Oh yeah, now. yeah, go go go. Okay, it's from Danielle Laporte. You guys you remember Danielle? Mm-hmm. Laporte? She's a she's an author. um And it says Moses, Jesus, Buddha, Muhammad. Seekers who were out by themselves alone in the wilderness before receiving a revolution, a revelation to share. If you feel alone, you're in good company. Your answer might be waiting for you out there. No wilderness, no revelations.
1: Mm, I love that. Mm-hmm. I um, was thinking as Vanessa, you were talking about the inner knowing. Um, Even from a Christian perspective, I just, I keep relating. It's funny because some of the things that we've learned about as we've kind of gone forward, I think back to how not antithetical that is to some of the things we were taught just in very different and more freeing language, you know, and, or how we were told that this is wrong, but this is, you know, like, uh, one of the, like, a one of the things like, um, prophecy is right, but tarot cards are wrong, you know, the whole like, you know, they're they're different, you know. um so like fortune telling or whatever it might be. So, but like probably oh totally should cool. we Same should thing. we do a whole episode where we just like
0: lay side by side yes. charismatic Christianity and like literal witchcraft and just yes. like
1: see how many connections <laughs> there are between the I two I could not say yes more okay times. I'm um. adding it to the list. <laughs> Please add it to the <laughs> list. Um, but the inner knowing i mean you hear growing up in the church you hear about discernment how often you know and you hear about um well the holy spirit's in you you know and well if the holy spirit is in you and if you should be discerning shouldn't you be turning into yourself to quiet and listen like it's all the same the same thing um you're just calling it something different you know um yeah it's it's I think a lot of times in church culture, you know, people think prayer and they think out there, and I'm trying to connect with, you know this outer God situation. Um, and like maybe I'll listen and I can hear it. But I think if even if you're still in the church, a Christian, whatever, that this is all kind of a similar thing that if you truly believe that, you know, part of God or a iteration of God resides in you and that you should have discernment, then more than kind of an outward facing prayer, that it is completely fine and good to sit still and turn inward and listen to yourself and see what checks in your gut and see what resonates with you and feel that kind of inner knowing um because it's all i mean it's all the same thing just with with different names and i think we get so scared of different names when you grow up in church culture because that line feels so thin between tripping over into evil land <laughs> and tripping over into witchcraft like you're accidentally going to be a witch like don't want to summon the demons um but like but it's all it's it's the same it's the same that inner knowing discernment holy spirit in you gut feeling intuition this is all a very similar and the same sort of idea and so i feel like wherever you are in the belief sport if you can embrace this that there is a truth and there is a, something resonating and aligning within you and you just have to be still enough and quiet enough and turn inward enough to find that, then everybody will be in a healthier, more whole place. Yeah. Yeah. That kind of reminds me even of like that
0: scripture that says, be still and know that I am God. And of course that could be interpreted different ways. The way I interpret it at this point is be still and know that I am God that I can be still and I can know and that I have all of that within me.
1: And I can't see, Vanessa's touching her chest, I. Yeah, it's like self like, I. <laughs> like Yeah, it's like me, like myself, I am God.
0: And I think there's just so, so much beauty in that, in that trust. Um, rather than, like you said, rather than taking the trust and placing it outside of myself, pulling that trust back in and realizing wow. that it's been here all along um also another um future podcast idea can we talk about all the things that we were told if we did would summon demons to ourselves <laughs> 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 we also talk about that like have you seen that um i don't know if it's a tiktok or what it is but it's like you go too fast straight to jail you you do this straight to jail. You're going to jail. Yeah. Like we should do that of like demons. You so a, this, demon? a demon, You're gonna a get demon. a demon. You do that
1: a demon straight to a demon. I, you know, like I <laughs> was once told. I was doing not even like yo like deep yoga like ancient like I mean like beach body yoga. <laughs> and somebody told me that the reason I got sick
2: is because I was doing yoga. I <laughs> kid you not. It's you amazing. Remember? Do you remember when I had Vanessa do yoga and make malas with me, and then? Oh yeah, I was just gonna say that. I was gonna say that when I
1: made malas <laughs> and did yoga, and I got—I literally got a six-page e- email. Oh my god, I do remember that. That was at the Utah. We were in Utah, right? Yeah,
0: and it's—it's
2: it's so funny yeah. to me that I sometimes my that influence bringing yoga into everybody. <laughs> <laughs> Becca's a demon. I'm awake. Some, um, well,
0: and you know, what's so interesting. And I I wrote that person back and I I told her, you know, yes, we could spend all of our time and energy looking at how me, you know, putting my leg in this contortion and then my arms like this and taking a deep breath is going to somehow summon demons into my body. But what I would actually love to have a friend that I could talk to about is, the fear in my heart that I'm not enough and not going to be able to provide for my family as I work this business. Because that's actually what's crushing my soul right now. And if I had a friend who I could share that burden with and talk about the things that are actually my demons, that are actually really keeping me up at night and causing me to have anxiety in my chest and worry and have someone help me to rest in trust and rest in peace and rest in love, that would be so beautiful, but if we're spending all of our energy trying to critique which body angles I can put my arms and legs in and what the names of those positions are and how that's going to cause me to suffer and go down this terrible path, then I, we don't have any margin to talk about the things that are actually <laughs> hard. Well,
1: actually my demons I was like oh that is so good write that <laughs> on the podcast list because <laughs> like what like like oh man that is so good and so dead on um Becca I would love to hear also yoga can we do... yeah, when you were laughing I'm just laughing inside because I'm like bitch I'm just trying to like stretch my hamstrings they are really <laughs> tight <laughs> like I have bad hips I'm in my 30s um, Becca, I would love to hear your take on like intuition, inner knowing, learning to trust that because you've been on that, um, journey, I think longer, um, with kind of that language around it than either Vanessa or I have been. So I would love to hear what you have to say
2: about that. Okay. Um, let's see. That was a, that was a big one for me. I think that when, so this is, uh, I think I figured it out with you guys the other, uh, like a couple months ago, where I was like, oh, I, I've been out of the church as many years as I was in the church, like in my life. If you count like from when I was a little kid uh, all the way up to when I left in my early 20s and then from like early 20s to now, I think I'm like right on the fringe of being like out of it as long as I was in it. And I had sent a message uh, to you guys like, joking because they say with relationships it takes you as long to like fully get over them as you so like if you were dating someone for a year it'll take you like a whole year and so I was joking that had taken me like however many years almost 20 years to get over this relationship um but it did. no it's fine so yeah when I first when I first started to feel like that wasn't a good fit anymore it was pain-induced and so there was like a big chunk of years where I just, I like shelved everything. It was kind of like this don't don't ask, don't tell thing. So I still kind of believed a lot of the core things. I just didn't like the way that the the belief system manifested in communities. And so I was like, well, I was like a solitary, it's like a solitary believer. I was like, I'll still believe this myself. Like, I don't wanna go anywhere where there are people that believe it. Um. So I did that for a while, but then it all started to kind of crumble as I started to ask questions and not to be like the bearer of bad news, but sometimes that does happen. Um, Mm -hmm. Like Amber's fear of what if I lose Jesus? I I did, but I feel okay about it. (laughs) You know, like, so if you're here and you're terrified about it, like, yeah, I mean, you, you may lose things, but the good the the point is it's never out of your control. I didn't I didn't like lose it and I can't find it. Like I purposefully chose mm-hmm. other things that felt in more alignment, in more alignment for me. So mm-hmm. if you're terrified that you're gonna lose something, I think I would just say if you could lose it, was it really something that you aligned with fully and that really fed your soul? Or was it just something that was so ingrained in you and so a part of your life that feels comfortable and like home? But there are homes that are not safe to return to, you know. and it could still feel like a nostalgic place because it has a lot of your memories tied up in it, but is it actually the best and safest place for you? It might not be sometimes. And so I, d- I did wanna like circle back around and say that's a legitimate fear because it's scary to think I can't go back to this place. I might not be able to, but when you, if and when you do get to that point, you, it won't feel that way anymore. You'll feel like you don't really want to. You'll look back and be like, oh, yeah, that was my house for a while and I had some good memories, but that's not really where I want to live. And you'll feel okay. So if you're in that, don't worry. Like nothing, nothing is outside of your control in this. And I think that's the biggest part of why we wanted to do this conversation, because it does feel a little bit like that in the beginning. But the truth is that you get to make every choice in this space. And so if at any point you don't like how something feels, you just change your mind about it and you investigate a different direction. So um, I did that for a while and it wasn't until probably like, so I left the church in my early 20s. It probably wasn't until my early 30s that I really started to feel ready to uh, figure things out for myself. So like that, there was like a whole decade of just kind of no man's land. And in spiritual awakening terminology, they call that dark night of the soul where you just are like, you feel like your foundation has been ripped away. You don't have something to replace it yet. And you just feel very like dark and lost. Um, Not to say I was like depressed or anything. That was a perfectly fine time in my life. Just spiritually, you feel a little bit like you don't know which way is that. And it can be, it can be intense and scary. So after that time, um, I really wanted to feel like I could find my own intuition because I grew up like if anybody listened to our first episode, you knew I grew up um, evangelical, charismatic, Pentecostal. Kind of so there was a lot of confusion to me because, like Vanessa said, there's a lot of overlap. But um, when you move from one side to one side of the coin to the other, it went from good to evil, and so for me, it was very confusing to be like if I'm hearing a voice in my head, is it a, a good voice or an evil voice? If I'm feeling something in my body, is it is it something that can be trusted or not? And the answer is always good and can be trusted if it's yourself. But for so long, that had been confused in me because the message that I had been given growing up is that your flesh, aka your body, is evil from birth and will lead you astray if you follow its impulses or guidance. That's, Your own intuition can't be trusted because it's linked to your human body, which is sinful and decrepit from birth. And all of your impulses are sinful and will lead you away, like every normal human urge you have. And so it was very hard for me to come to that. So the things that started it for me were, um, I call them touch points, like they were actual like tangible touch points. So a lot of stuff in my journey is linked to nature. And that was something that became like really healing and feeling like home for me. And it was like my my holding ground while I figured stuff out. Um, and everybody has different ones. Like, so for some people, it might be nature. For some people, it might be movement, like dance. For some people, it might be music. For some people, it might be art. Um, you know, you find a place that feels life-giving and like where you really just feel relaxed and calming and then you can kind of listen to yourself like Vanessa was saying, because you're at ease in that space. So for me, it was nature and a lot of nature elements. So I would um, garden and I would collect um, flowers and crystals and anything that was like tied to earth in some way, herbs. I started like, drinking herbal tea like as like a ritual that just felt like nice and calming to me and like learning about different plants and what they could do to our body it was like very it felt like I was like kind of circling around to intuition by learning how nature affected my body (laughs) like it was kind of like this roundabout way so like sun on my skin felt really good and then like eating certain foods and drinking teas with certain herbs like that made me feel calm and relaxed and you know like so I can't I like it was like I was too afraid to just dive right into my body. I had to like go in this like circle fringe way that brought me back. And so those were the things that really did it and kind of gave me permission to pay attention and then start to feel connected. So that was how I started to feel connected to my intuition. And then it's, then for me, it was just a practice of blind trust. So it was a practice. We talked about this in our first or second episode about love versus fear. It was a practice of I am feeling this way about something. Can I trust that this is the right answer? I don't actually know. So I'm just going to have to act like do it and see what happens. You know? And like that's kind of scary, but I it's just the inverse of what we did as kids when we were like we think we heard God's voice. Do I listen to it and you just do it, you know? And <laughs> so it's it's just the inverse experience, you know? And so um I would be like, I think this is what I want to do. But then as I turned tuned more into my body, I realized that there were signs that weren't just emotional signs. Like there were physiologic guidance, mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. nervous system guidance. So intuition doesn't have to be this esoteric, hard to wrap your brain around um, concepts. It can be linked to your physical body. And anybody that's here that's listening that has had a moment where you were in a space or around a person and you physically felt like the hair on your arms kind of stand up or you felt like, I'm using my hands to like kind of show like this curving inward, like around your chest motion. Like if you physically felt that when you moved into a space or you were around a person that didn't feel safe, that is like a combination of your nervous system and your intuition being like, this is not not a good thing, like protect yourself. And so kind of going through that process of connecting to my body by being out in nature and like just just letting myself kind of follow bliss right like what mm-hmm. felt fun to do what felt good what felt nurturing brought me back and helped me realize that intuition isn't this big esoteric thing that's like hard to listen to like mm-hmm. how do i listen to a soul how do i listen to it? you know it's not that it was a combination of just gut knowing and physiological response and then once i started to see that it became so much easier so like there will be situations or people where I will have like, like a, I don't really know if I want to do that, you know? And still I, I doubt myself. I'm like, well, am I just being shy or am I just being lazy or am I just, you know, and then my body will kick in. It's like the second line of defense and my stomach will start feeling anxious and I'll get like a stomach ache or I'll feel unsettled. I'm like, oh, okay. Like, yeah. like we have now gotten two yeah. signals that this is not the right path. And for years, I had those reactions and I never knew that they were like my own inner guidance system. I just thought I was like an anxious, nervous person, you know, and I would squelch those because it was my body and my body doesn't know what it's doing. My body's sinful and all these things. I would squelch those and think I needed deliverance from those feelings or that I needed uh, like God or Jesus or whatever to like get rid of my anxiety when my anxiety was my guidance system and I just wasn't listening to it you know not anxiety like I need medication because it can't function like obviously that's a different level and if if that's where you're at like there's no you don't need to just be like listening to that all the time what I'm saying is just those like those little like you you know like the difference mm-hmm. between just those little twinges in your stomach that little kick in of fight or flight when you're like this is not where I need to be, or just that general uneasiness in a situation where you're just like, oh, like for me, I feel it in my stomach. I have friends that feel it in different places. They get headaches, or they feel really tense, or their muscles um, are really tight. And it's just, you know, everybody's body shows uh, nervousness and nervous system reactions differently. But to me, my journey was kind of baby stepping in, realizing that intuition and my body are linked. And so if I can come back to my body, I can what way more easily pay attention to my intuition. And that was a big healing process of realizing that my body is not evil and my body can be trusted and that Mm. the urges that it feels and the guidance it gives me are good and to protect me, that my me and my body are on the same team instead of I was born into this sinful body and I need to figure out how to manage it until I die. (laughs) You know, like it was just a whole different headspace. So that was where-
1: If you believe truly that we're mind, body, and spirit- then it would make sense that they all don't operate in individually, you know, without affecting the other, that they don't just, that it's not all separated, like that it's a holistic system. And so the fact that you would have a physiological response to something that is emotional or deeper, like it, it makes total, total sense. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh.
0: Yeah. And this is something that So for those of you who don't know, I'm an Enneagram coach and Enneagram deals with a lot of mind, body, and heart integration. And I've been working with some trauma therapists and what they are telling me about how the body processes trauma is that it has to be processed through all three centers of intelligence. When you experiencing, when you experience something traumatic, you have to understand it. You have to feel it. So you have to understand it with your mind. You have to feel it with your heart. And then you have to process it in your body. And in our society, and I think especially with Christian society, we like to understand with our mind, we don't feel comfortable feeling and we absolutely don't process in our body. And until we can do all three things, we can't really integrate and heal. But I love, Becca, how you were talking about the baby steps that you had to take, that really resonated with me because I do think it's almost like giving birth and we've all three given birth. It's not something where the baby just pops out, right? It's a constant rhythmic squeezing and releasing. It's a constant feeling into your body. Even when you're giving birth, you kind of have to change positions at different times. And it's a slow, gradual unfolding process. And it sounds like your experience of coming back home to yourself and listening and that re-embodiment is like a form of rebirth. And so it makes sense that it would be something that you have to gradually feel into. And I I think that's okay. I think even in that, we have to give ourselves permission to take the time we need to let it be gradual and even say, oh, that position doesn't feel good. Let me try this. Let me trust that my body knows And, you know, we can even look at women and how we've been allowed to give birth over the years. And we haven't always even been trusted, even with that, to know what our bodies need and to be able to give birth in a way that feels intuitive for us, both physically and also spiritually, (laughs) giving ourselves permission to rebirth in a way that feels good to us and trusting that intuition and swaying and moving with the rhythms of it. Like all of it is so interconnected.
1: Like, I loved what you said about, um, like, it's all choices. It's not like you're going to accidentally fall out of something, um, that, that really resonated with me, um, that you can always turn around or, you know, like I have gone through, you know, several things of like, almost like you're trying on clothes, Mm -hmm. like you try on something that doesn't fit me right. Or try on something, you know, that's that's great, but it's not really me, you know, and you're making the choice the whole time you're in, you're in control of the journey. And so I really loved what you said about, about that. I feel like if people are reminded that this is not, you know, a roller coaster that you're not in control of, it's a journey that you're walking purposefully and you're making the choices where to step and you can always turn around and you can always course correct.
2: Yeah. And you don't have to be in any one specific lane. I think that's something that we were taught that any deviation from this lane and you're gone, right? Like that's it. Like, especially in more charismatic denominations, right? Like that's it with like that line between good and evil, you know? But for me, it was a lot of, and I don't know, people may brush this off as like, you can't just build your own can't just like build a bear your own belief system, but I kind of think that you can. And so I think if it works for you and it's, if it's a tool that connects you to yourself and makes you feel grounded and connected to whatever concept of God or love makes you feel better, then a hundred percent, you should try it and include it if you like it. So like, you don't have to stand on land. lane. was saying, you can try on a bunch of different things. Like, You can try a little bit of meditation and you can try a little bit of things from Eastern religions and you can try a little bit of things from nature and you can try a little of this and try a little of that. And you don't have to be afraid that just because you like one thing from one thing that then you have to be Buddhist or Wiccan or you don't have to be any of those things. You can just like something from it and have it be a tool that helps you to connect to yourself, you know? So like, I think even just that permission for me was big because, even when I started, I would have people message me and be like, oh, so are you this now? Or, oh, so are you that now? And I was like, I'm not anything. Like I refuse, I am I am not available for boxes. Like I'm just not available for it. This is just my journey. And I'm gonna use the things that help me on it while they help me. And if they stop being helpful, that's fine. Like I just, I wanna. I wanna see what makes me feel the most whole and connected and grounded. And if that aligns, then it stays. And if at any point it stops aligning, then it goes. And it's that simple.
0: Yeah. Um, I know, Amber, you told me this quote once, which I loved that. And I'm sure you read it somewhere. I don't remember where, but that it God doesn't need religion to connect with us, but we need religion to connect with him or her or they <laughs> it's like we also need to have an episode on bad language habits that we've all adopted through religion and how to like let those go. I can't tell you how many times I use these like religious terms in my everyday life, and I'm like, what am I even saying? I don't believe that anymore. Why is it still coming out? Anyways, that we need religion to connect with the divine. The divine doesn't need religion to connect with us. And when I say religion, it could be anything. I think even anything tangible, whether it's crystals or whether it's a prayer bead necklace that we, you know, feel. And I don't necessarily think any of those constructs are wrong if it helps us connect physical with divine. We we are physical and spirit beings. And so we're all kind of trying to find our way of reconciling those two and embodying both of those experiences. Um, I just feel like there's so much more. I almost view religion as like a structure through which we enter. And then we find that it's so much more vast than we ever imagined. And so if that's the door through which you need to enter, and if that's something that still feels beautiful to you, then stay with it. But the divine could never fit into one expression or box. If that's true, then Why is the universe ever expanding? And again, I know we said we weren't going to get into like our theology and theological beliefs, but yeah, anyways, that's, that's been a beautiful realization for me is just how ever expanding, if the universe is ever expanding, then consciousness is ever expanding, then God is ever expanding, then I can be ever expanding. Like that just has felt so liberating.
1: Mm -hmm. (laughs) Well, Thank you guys so much for listening. We hope that this helps you create some baby steps or feel the permission to take baby steps, to try on things, to course correct, to take a full circle leap back to where you started, you know, Um, whatever that that journey is for you, we hope that you feel free to take it and that it feels safe, even though it's scary. But we we hope that you feel encouraged in that and encouraged to learn how to trust yourself and your intuition and, um, you know, body, mind, spirit, all of that, whatever it might uh, be called to you. So uh, we will see you guys next week. (laughs) That was a good one. I like it.